Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. You've got questions, we've got answers. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, we're bringing real answers to help you live and love your grit and grace life. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. Happy Tuesday. See what I did there? <laughs> I'm Julie Bender. Julie, that was great. I know, really good gonna, at this. You're, you're, yeah, that was good because we are going to be talking about happiness on this one. Okay, well, to kick things off in a happy way, we went to the Googles to uh-huh. look for some fun facts just to make you smile. And I want to read this one because I saw an epic Insta reel the other day that reminds me of it. Otters, you know, those cute little creatures, cute. Yeah, uh-huh. you know, me and animals, otters <laughs> hold hands when they float. It's to keep them from floating away from each other while they sleep. This one I did not know. German chocolate cake is actually just named after an American with the last name German. Samuel German, to be exact. You know what's funny is I actually recently had wondered why German chocolate cake <laughs> was German. And I was trying to figure out what was German about it. I I never asked anyone, why didn't I just Google it? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This felt like valuable information to me, though. (laughs) Okay. Vikings used to give kittens as wedding presents. Yeah, well, that would actually no be a deterrent. No, I don't know if that makes me smile or cringe. (laughs) All right. I do like this one, though. Male puppies let female puppies win in their pretend fights. I'm sorry. How do we know this? I, I need like a science like <laughs> study that is <laughs> cited here. Yeah, I don't know. But I want to believe it because I think all male anything should let, <laughs> you, you know, they should let you win. Okay? Period. Okay. Uh-huh. Puppy or not. <laughs> okay. Well, a former storage room on the top floor of the Supreme Court building was converted into a basketball court. See, I'm envisioning the judges. Judges? Uh-huh. In their robes, <laughs> playing basketball with, you know, the black flowing behind them. But I doubt if that's who's Probably doing not it. how it's going down. Nope, probably not. <laughs> Did you know that there was a cat named Mr. Stubbs who was actually an honorary mayor of a town in Alaska for 17 years? Okay, I'm going to be political here. Maybe cats will do a better job. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, while there are many forms of happiness and ways to find it, we lack and truly need happiness more than ever. According to several recent polls, happiness in America is at a 50-year low compared to levels not seen since the Great Depression. I believe that. I do, too. And it makes me really sad. But, you know, you look around and, yeah. Kind Did you of really just sense. say that the fact that happiness is down makes you sad? <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. Yes. Same. <laughs> All right. We took it to another low. All right. But, you know, no matter what the life circumstances bring, do we have to stay there? Do we want to live in this unhappy mindset that we find ourselves in? And I think not. So today we're going to unpack just a few ways to get out of it, to make some changes. So, you know, we become a little bit happier and maybe share it with others. Is it appropriate for Christians to try to pursue happiness? Mm. I mean, don't you think somebody's questioning that? Like, wait, are we even allowed as Christians to try to be happy? I think that's an age old question. 
Oh, but I, okay, let me counter it real quick. Do you know there are 29 times, 2,900 times in the Bible, I just heard this, where either the word joy, feasting, celebration, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, are mentioned in the Bible. Well, if we're supposed to celebrate and be joyful, I think happiness is completely appropriate. I would agree with you. I think that there are some people who get so caught up on the biblical reasons for joy. And and I do think there are times that there's biblical joy that does not at all feel like happiness. But I think what you're saying is also true. The Bible actually encourages celebration and feasting and happy times as a way of celebrating God's faithfulness. And so just in case you were struggling to listen to <laughs> this, you know, episode or click on the click on it because of, you know, happiness being in the title, have no fear. Happiness can be here for you and should be here for you. Okay, so we're going to start with the practical. Are you getting outside enough? Wait, you have to go outside to be happy? It what if helps. you live in Florida and it's hot? I mean, right now <laughs> it's right nice. Not right now it's okay, not, that's but true. yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. But you know, most Americans are clocking more than 10 hours a day staring at a screen. Ooh. Yeah, that's a lot. Um, that was according to a 2016 study. I mean, it's probably more now, right? Especially after the pandemic. Come on. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, okay, put screens down, get outside. And, you know, it, it does change your mindset. There is an assistant professor at the University of Washington with his colleagues that did a little bit of a study. And it said, contact with nature is associated with increases in happiness, subjective well-being, positive effect, positive social interactions, a sense of meaning and purpose in life, as well as decreasing mental distress. Hmm. So, you know, if the associate professor in Washington says it, I'm buying into it. (laughs) Well, and I think, you know, this is subjective. You have to find ways that you find happiness in nature. I mean, I joke about it being hot. I don't like to be outside just to be hot, but there are certainly things about being outdoors that I do enjoy. I joke about not liking the beach and I live in Southwest Florida. That offends people. There are people (laughs) who are listening to this episode and they're horrified by the fact that I would admit that I don't like the beach. Yeah, sand in your toes. No, I don't like any of it. Hate it. (laughs) But I do genuinely enjoy sunrise and sunset. That brings me much joy. So to purposefully pay attention and to take that in brings me actual happiness. Oh, agreed. And wherever it is you find that, I I love the mountains. We have a place in the mountains. I like walking in the woods. You know, the, the chirping of the birds, you could paint the whole picture. But the truth is, it does calm you. And it does kind of level your perspective and takes away some of the world's nonsense. Hmm. Okay, so getting outside is a factor in your happiness. Taking a complete turn in another direction that is incredibly important. We need to do we need to try to find something that we can control because so much of our lives is obsessing over things that we can't control. So true. And one of those at times and in certain ways, you like the little caveat I added that is not on the paper, is our <laughs> mind. Yeah. Because I know if I just say we have to control our minds because we can, there are times that my mind feels out of control. But the truth is, is there are active steps we can take to control what's happening in our mind. 
totally agree. And mine's like a pinball machine sometimes, <laughs> so it's all over the board. But one thing that we need to realize is what we read, what we listen to, mm -hmm. what we focus on is what consumes our mind. Mm -hmm. So choose yeah. to read, listen, and focus on things that bring positive things in your mind. Don't continue to depress you because you're reading the news, etc. Um, but what goes in stays there. Yeah. So control it. I mean, just as an example of this, I have found myself over the last couple of weeks kind of obsessing on a problem that I'm experiencing. And the more I thought about it, the more it distressed me, the more anxiety I felt, the more overwhelmed I felt, the more sad I felt and, and hopeless. And I literally finally got to a point where I was like, I have to like sit down and figure this out. Mm -hmm. Like I, I got to fix me, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> so what I ultimately did was got out, you know, a journal and started writing out, let's first acknowledge every single thing that I'm dealing with, like getting honest with myself about what I was struggling with and acknowledging the fact that I was obsessing because all I was doing was thinking about the badness of it and to take some time and say, but what is actually true and good, even in the midst of this hard thing that I'm experiencing and allowing the shift in my mind to go from focusing on the negative to looking for the positive and asking God to just help me manage those thoughts. Perfect. Okay. Ready for the eye roll? Attitude of gratitude. Yeah, my eyes are rolling right now. I hate that phrase. But the reality is it's true. When we live a life of being thankful for whatever, mm -hmm. even in the bad times, mm -hmm. looking at the things that we should celebrate and be happy about and appreciate and be thankful for, it does change our attitude. It changes the way we think. In our house, something we do most days is Right before bed, we take an inventory. Everyone shares something, you know, they're high from the day and they're low from the day. And because my days sometimes are monotonous, you know, being mm -hmm. wife and mom and doing all the house things and the baby things, there are times that I sit and listen to Donnie's and to Lincoln's and I'm sitting here thinking, what am I going to say? Today was kind of boring or uneventful <laughs> or monotonous. But instead, I'm forced. To, I'm like, I can't say that to my eight-year-old. How yeah. tragic would that be if I'm like, well, I just took, a, took care of you again today. <laughs> Nothing good to speak <laughs> and of. you weren't doing so well. <laughs> exactly. So even that intentional practice of sitting down as a family and looking for a good thing to celebrate. Now, we also acknowledge a low. And uh, something about my husband is he usually he'll pick a disciplining moment that we had. If we had one, he will always list that as his high for the day. And I'm like, usually eye rolling, like, oh, got to turn everything all Jesus-y. <laughs> he'll mention, you know, you know what I really loved, bud, is that conversation we had about you never stopping talking or whatever it was <laughs> because we got to learn and we got to talk and blah, blah, blah. He'll take the negative thing and actually turning into a positive thing, like practicing what we're talking about, focusing on the good instead of the negative. Oh, I love it. But I'd also be banging my head against the wall. 100%. Oh, dang, when he's doing Donnie. that, I'm like, what am I going to say now? <laughs> <laughs> it was sunny out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then the last one I think that affects our minds a lot is comparing ourselves to mm -hmm. others. For sure. To look at their life and think, we aren't, it isn't, mm -hmm. ours isn't, whatever. And truth is, it's probably not true if theirs looks perfect. But we get into a trap of going, we're not, mm -hmm. and they are. Mm -hmm. And comparison is the one of the worst things our minds can dwell on. 
I found myself comparing today to other seasons in my own life. And so this is just a reminder that sometimes we trip ourselves up comparing ourselves to ourselves, either in good seasons or bad seasons. And so I would just maybe remind you as I remind myself that sometimes even that can be unhealthy. Um, and to just remember that comparison a lot of times is the biggest thief of our joy. And oh, so to take inventory of that. So true, Julie. And the, the reality is, cause you know, I've lived a whole lot more years than you have. <laughs> Each season had a purpose, mm -hmm. every single one, they were different and embrace that. Mm -hmm. embrace that each season has its own reason mm -hmm. to experience and live through. For sure. Okay. Another area that incredibly affects our happiness is relationships and not just our relationships with men in case your mind automatically goes there. Yeah. Don't go there because we think it's a whole lot and know it's a whole lot broader than that. Mm -hmm. All right. Do you know that investing in relationships requires a lot for us? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> Sometimes it feels like it takes too much, if I'm being honest, but let's talk about why that matters. All right. Jeffrey Hall from the University of Kansas did a study. So we believe all these studies, but I think this one's probably true. It takes roughly 50 hours to progress from acquaintance to casual friend. It takes 90 hours to progress to friend status, more than 200 before someone can be considered a close friend. Interesting. As you think of your relationships, does that feel true? Yeah, it does. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to invest the 200 or 90 <laughs> hours or 50 hours. And maybe sometimes you shouldn't. Um, but if you really want deep and lasting relationships, it requires time and attention. Mm -hmm. I think another thing that relationships are always going to require is forgiveness. Every relationship worth having is going to experience some sort of problem, conflict, maybe even betrayal at times that requires an intentional act of forgiveness. I mean, thinking about our last episode with Tracy Brandt, I mean, looking at her story is incredibly powerful, the importance of forgiveness in a relationship. Yeah, and while we fortunately have not experienced Tracy's kind of heartbreak and loss, we have experienced some, mm -hmm. and sometimes we've created some that needs to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. But to step up and actively decide we're going to forgive someone else is part of finding our own happiness. Okay, it's been a minute since we referenced psychology today but I like that we're back there. <laughs> According to psychology today, these are some steps to attain forgiveness. One, know how you feel. Gosh, that's so, it seems basic, but it's so important. Kind of like I talked about, I had to sit down and actually acknowledge what are all the feelings I'm going through right now so that I can acknowledge them and then move through them. So know how you feel, commit to what you have to do in terms of forgiving someone. Remember that forgiveness is for you not for the other person. Tracy talked so much about how she needed to forgive her dad for herself, ultimately for her own healing. The next thing I think you need to do is work to gain perspective. Mm -hmm. Incredibly vital mm -hmm. in the road to forgiveness. And is, it might be work. It, it is work <laughs> because sometimes you have to step back and try to view 
life from someone else's mm. lens. Mm. Then give up expecting things from others. That seems sad. It, it, ouch. I actually thought, ouch. It does. But, mm. you know, I kind of have this, if you set the bar low, <laughs> then it's achievable. But the truth is, sometimes we place unrealistic mm -hmm. expectations on other people. So don't do that because it will... It really will stunt your ability to forgive. Yeah. Put your energy into something new. Basically distract yourself from <laughs> the issue, but yeah, kind of turn your focus. Mm -hmm. They also recommend that you work on stress management. Yikes. I mean, I bet we've all had a time or two or a season or two where we turn to unhealthy things to manage our stress, or maybe it's just me. No, mm -hmm. it's not just you. All right. A life well lived is your best reward. So whatever you choose, however you choose to live your life is a reward for you walking away from hurt and being willing to forgive. That makes a lot of sense. And then finally, commend yourself mm -hmm. for choosing to forgive. There's like nothing that. wrong with saying, good job. Yeah, I, I like actually that. did that. I think it's important that we've, we've done all this work, right? We've chosen to acknowledge how we feel and then work through the steps to attain forgiveness. We should acknowledge the intentionality that it took to pursue forgiveness and actually offer it and recognize that as a success and to celebrate that in your relationship. The last thing I want you ladies to know about um, relationships is you don't need a man to make you happy. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's a lot of men who will make you really unhappy. So don't put your need for that relationship above for your need to pursue yourself, your strength, your direction, your courage, because it's not going to fill the void that you think you have. Okay. Moving on from forgiveness as a key to happiness, we sometimes will face stumbling blocks while trying to find happiness and we need to make some changes in order to get there. Mm. I think one of the first one is leaving the past behind. All of us have past and some of them are negative. Some of them are challenging. Some of them are disappointing but that's not our future. Mm. We've got to walk away from it and leave it behind. Mm. I mean, isn't that part of what Tracy had to do? Kind of going back to our last episode. Absolutely. Um, we have to leave so many of those hard things behind and move forward in order to really embrace new and exciting things for our lives. I mean, we have to kind of leave the dead ends of life behind, whether that is a relationship or where you live or feeling stuck in a job. I mean, all of our life is ultimately a journey and we never have to be stuck. Mm, so true. But to do that, sometimes we get afraid. Mm, yep. Sometimes we go, but there will be so much change in my life. What if this? I leave this boyfriend and I'll be alone? Forever. I, I, I That's won't, a fear. No, I, I, I won't. Yeah, fear. Don't fear change. I know that's an easy statement, but don't fear change <laughs> because change can bring such wonderful things in your life. Change can bring a fresh start, a new job, a new place to live. Sometimes to leave your past behind, you need to make a change. So don't fear it. Embrace it. I think ultimately how we kind of want to bring this to a close is to remind you that finding happiness is ultimately a daily exercise 
that is achieved through our faith. I mean, I kind of hinted that some people feel like faith and happiness are at odds, but true happiness comes through pursuing our faith. You know, the Bible in 2 Corinthians says that our inward man needs to be renewed every single day. So when you talk about a daily stuff, that's what we need to do. We need to wake up in the morning or maybe after two cups of coffee for me <laughs> and go, all right, I, today needs to be good. How do I make it good? Even though some of the things don't look great, I want a fresh start each and every day and I'm going to treat each day as if it is. Yeah, I mean, we would hate for you to think that we're telling you to find your ultimate hope and happiness in your circumstances. Ultimately, our hope and our joy is found in the fact that this is not where we end. This is not Yay! our yes. <laughs> this is not our final resting place. Um, in the last few years, as a society, it has been hard for all of us, and so we're not trying to gloss over that. We're not trying to ignore that fact, but keeping our eyes focused on God's goodness, on who he is and the plans that he ultimately has for us. And like we've talked about, looking for practical ways to pursue happiness, even in the midst of these things, that is ultimately the way that our faith and our life on this earth can coexist together. All right. So I'm going to do a recap on this one. Get outside, go breathe in some fresh air. Hopefully you live in a place where there is fresh air. <laughs> Then we need to start with what we can control, or as Julie said, most of the time we can control, <laughs> and that is our mind. Relationships are important. So build them, invest in them, spend time. And when you run into problems in your relationship, work it out. Mm -hmm. If it requires forgiveness, offer that. We might face stumbling blocks. No, I, I, we, it's not we might. We <laughs> will <laughs> face stumbling blocks to get to the happiness. So look at them, address them, move past them, whatever it takes to get there. And as Julie just said, ultimately, our hope is not in this world. When we sit and look at this world, I don't know how you could put your hope or trust in it because it's a very fragile difficult place to live for sure so our hope is in the lord our hope is in our faith our hope is in our confidence that we have a god who will partner with us to help us find that elusive happiness in this life okay i'm going to steal the bible verse this week because it is one of my favorites and i love that you chose this one because it is one that i call to mind when i'm struggling with these types of things Philippians 4, 8 and 9 says, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. So let's make 2023 a year of happiness for ourselves and those around us as we live this grit and grace life. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of This Grit and Grace Life. Make sure you've subscribed and rated and reviewed the show so more friends can find us. You can also share about this episode on your social media or send it to a friend you think it could help. You can find everything we talked about in this episode on our website, gritandgracelife.com, where you'll also find plenty of other articles from other women answering questions you may have.